Last week, we had a discussion about the different pricing models you can consider, particularly if you work for or in a service business. This week, I'd like you to take that conversation a step further and discuss what my agency leadership co-host Chip Griffin calls the Goldilocks client strategy. Don't know what that means? You can probably surmise, but stay tuned for this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Remember Goldilocks and the Three Little Bears? She started out by eating porridge that was too hot then some that was too cold, and then some that was just right. Then she sat in a chair that was too big and another chair that still didn't fit right, but the third chair fit perfectly, and so on. That's how I want you to think about the clients you work with. Some will be too big, some too small, but some will be exactly right. You have to get your pricing right, as we discussed last week, and when you do that, the magic begins to happen. It also gives you a massive amount of freedom because you know exactly how much something costs with profit on top, and it makes it lots easier to say no when a prospect wants to negotiate. This, by the way, is one of my biggest pet peeves. No one, literally no one, goes into a restaurant and sits down and says, this menu looks great, but I'd really like to pay only half of the price of what you have listed here. Can we do that? Yet everyone, everyone wants to do that when they hire a creative agency. It makes me crazy. But that's why knowing exactly what things cost in your agency with profit added in is so important. Once you have that down, it's time to think about who the clients are that are just right. The Goldilocks clients. Clients who can barely afford your services create one set of problems. Those who think your fee is a drop in the bucket also have their issues. That's why you need to follow the Goldilocks principle when signing up new clients. Let's discuss. I'm actually a big proponent of the low, medium, and high pricing just from a psychology perspective because humans don't want to be seen as too cheap, but they also don't typically want to buy the most expensive option. So when you offer low, medium, and high pricing, you put the price it takes to do the job in the middle, and human psychology says nine times out of 10, that's what they'll go with. Now I want you to extrapolate that to the type of clients you want to attract. If someone were to go for your lower price model, it's typically going to be a smaller business where their pennies mean far more than that of a larger business. Because of that, they tend to be the squeaky wheels and want more for their budget than they can afford. You've probably heard this described as a champagne taste on a beer budget or wanting a Tesla for the price of a Datsun. On the flip side, if someone goes for your higher end, you might find that it's a lot of money for you, but a drop in the bucket for the client. These clients tend to view it less as a priority and they tend not to have as much skin in the game. So it's challenging for you to get what you need out of them to do your job. While the budget may be great for you and the growth of your business, it's not going to last long because to no fault of your own, they'll realize they're not getting their money's worth and you'll end up parting ways. But when you find the exact right client, the exact right client, the one who fits all of your ideal client criteria, that's the Goldilocks of your business. 
In just a minute, we'll talk about who that might be and how you'll price your services to attract them. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. I'm back. So the Goldilocks of your business, the fairy tale of Goldilocks has always made me laugh. She broke into that bear's family home, ate their food, broke their furniture and slept in their beds. And yet they welcomed her with open arms. I don't want you to do that. You don't want your ideal clients to break into your business and try out all of your services at all. You don't want them to do that. So there is something to be said for attracting the Goldilocks of the world. However, if you've invited them in and they haven't broken in, this is your ideal client, so to speak. This is why it's so important for you to clearly identify and define who your ideal clients are. If you don't do that, you're going to get yourself into trouble. I speak from experience. I have an agency owner client who has a very particular specialty. And every time he's tempted to take on a new client that doesn't fit his ideal profile, he now thinks to himself, he didn't in the beginning, but now he thinks to himself, is this Goldilocks or am I tempted by the budget so I can grow faster? If it's the latter, I always coach him to reconsider. We've been working together almost three years now, and it's been fun to watch him continue to specialize because he knows exactly who his ideal client is. It's far easier for him to say no to the ones who are not ideal. And he's grown a lot, a lot faster because of it. One way to do this is to write down the size or revenue or number of employees or life cycle stage of your ideal client. This gives you an easy way to both position your brand on your website and disqualify clients before they take any of your time. We have a checklist internally that we use. Just like when we interview people to join our team, we interview our prospective clients the same way. We ask questions such as, tell me about a time that your former agency exceeded your expectations. What happened? Why were you so happy with the results? And on the flip side, tell me about a time that your former agency disappointed you. What happened? You can learn a ton by asking those types of questions. I joked last year that I was going to add, are you a racist to our list of questions? I can't ask that of course, but we can ask questions that will help us understand how the prospective client thinks about systemic racism and social injustices and other things that are important to us and if they'd be a good fit for us. 
it's become abundantly clear in the past year that if they don't have our same values, it's almost impossible for us to work with them, especially during a crisis. So we ask questions that allow us to find that out. And we also dig out whether or not they'd be a great fit for us. Once you know who your ideal client is, get very clear on your pricing. If you listened to last week's episode on pricing and you still need help with it, jump into the SpinSucks community. I'll give you the link at the end of this episode and let us all help. And if you haven't listened yet, do that because it'll help you figure out which pricing models make sense for your business. Then hold firm on your pricing. If you adjust it for smaller clients, you're going to over-service. If you adjust it for larger clients because they have seemingly deeper pockets, you're going to put your agency in trouble. Neither of these things are helpful. The other thing that's happening right now and has happened for the last year is prospects will say, well, but we're doing it virtually. Can it be lower price? Well, actually it is lower price because I'm not going on the road, but this is the price. It's not going lower than this. If you had me on the road and you had me in person, it's going to cost four times this. This is the price. Knowing that is going to help you and it's going to help you not stray. So know what the price of your bone-in filet with two sides costs and do not stray from that price. One of the most helpful things you can do is just write down the word Goldilocks in all caps and post it next to the camera on your computer. This way you see it every time you have a conversation with a client or a prospect, and it will remind you that you want to work with clients that are not too hot and not too cold. They are just right. If you want to chat about pricing or your Goldilocks strategy or questions to ask when interviewing a prospect, join us in the free SpinSucks community. You can find us at SpinSucks.com slash Spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's SpinSucks.com slash Spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the SpinSucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 